why joy? If the Lord has come, why, why is the response joy? Joy is a byproduct of glorifying in the goodness of God. So when we actually enter into the goodness of God, we enter into a sense and a realm of joy. And our response, just this sense of well-being, the sense of goodness, it's different than happiness because happiness is a response to what's happening in life. But but joy is a response to the greatness of God. It's this, it says, here's who he is. This is what he's about. It is not an emotion. It is a kingdom substance. It is based on abiding in the Holy Spirit. For God is a God that is actually the source of our joy. And we'll see that in a minute. Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. Joy and peace are born out of believing. It's like, it's a byproduct of believing. And it goes on to say, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound or you may overflow in hope. Joy, hope, all those things are so interconnected. And we'll come back to that later. But Galatians 5.22 says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against there is no law. When we make the Lord our joy, we're saying, hey God, just I'm not just, just abiding in what you did and, and, and enjoying what you did, but I'm but I'm rehearsing it. Rejoice comes from rehearsing the goodness of God, the, the things that God has provided for us. So rejoice in the Lord always, the Bible says. And again, I say, rejoice. That's Philippians 4.4. Has anyone ever told you, you know, I think I've lost my joy. And if that's ever true, it's not that we've lost joy. We lost our connection to the source, which is God. That means that something has come between God and I and has made that thing bigger than him. That's when I have to look back and say, hey, you know, I've lost sight of God. I've made some plans. Maybe they failed. I don't know, whatever. One of the great sayings that Graham Cook has, God, now that I'm in this place with you, who do you want to be to me? And I love that because it's all about the revelation of God in different circumstances. And James actually tells us that's exactly in those times that we're to tap into joy. This is James 1. Favorite scripture of everybody. Consider it all joy when you encounter various trials. Like, no, <laughs> I don't think so. What's James actually saying? He's saying, hey, know that the testing of your faith produces endurance and endurance matures you. It matures you that you may be perfect and complete so that you would lack nothing. This is good. God put this scripture in my heart. Even though we may not like it, it may, it may not be the favorite because who wants to come, come into uh, trials and tribulations? You have to remember who it was written to. It was written to a first century church that was being persecuted, that was being um, uh, harassed, 
And it's, it was the kind of persecution like, oh, my favorite coffee shop just closed because, you know, the economy's bad. It, it, it's, it wasn't like that. It was way worse than that. It was during a time where the church lacked freedom, freedom of movement, freedom of expression, and even, even, even to worship. Right now, you know, everybody's like, man, we just want to get back to normal. But, you know, normal is not what we're trying to get back to. We're trying to get back to supernatural normal, to that place where the remnant of God is building a new normal, where no matter what is going on, they're finding joy, they're finding rest, they're finding peace. Because joy is not an option. Joy, no matter what, is, is really a necessity if we're gonna be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Because the word of the Lord says, the joy of the Lord is our strength. We're living in a day, much like Zerubbabel and Nehemiah, who were rebuilding the house of the Lord. He took the charge to rebuild the house of God. And, and in that charge, Nehemiah tells them, go and celebrate with a feast of rich foods, sweet drinks, share gifts of food with people who have nothing prepared. And this is sacred day before the Lord. Do not be dejected and sad for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Strength is what the Lord has for us in this next season. As Satan seeks to wear out the saints so that he can change the times and the seasons, what the Lord is trying to say, no, 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 no. I'm gonna give you strength and you're gonna wear him out, trying to chase you, get, get you to change your mind because your joy, your strength, all these things are not based on circumstances. We can't afford to not tap into joy. We can't afford to just say, ah, joy is just a Christmas thing. It's just a, a Christmas theme. No, joy is all about tapping into this God form of resilience. That it just says, man, I got something for you that won't wear out, that won't run out. If your joy can't be robbed by the enemy through hardships, testing of your faith, hmm, then you can endure these testings and realize the fact that if we have him, we lack nothing. We absolutely lack nothing. In fact, Jesus, when he went through the worst things, the worst death ever devised by men, the death of the cross, he went through it because of joy. What? Hebrews 12, 2. Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, seated, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Joy allows us to go through hard stuff. Hard stuff. Because joy is not is, is fixed on a person. It's not fixed on what we're going through. It's not fixed on what's happening to me. It's fixed on our person, and that person is Jesus. If we look to him and see him as he is, we will have joy. Because joy is a river that leads me to see Jesus as he is. I want to just look back at Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you 
may abound in hope. Who fills with you with joy? Who does that? It is the agent of the Godhead who's responsible for joy. The Bible says the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. So one third of the kingdom of God is joy. And there's an agent of joy called the Holy Spirit. He brings us the oil of gladness. You see in scriptures, you see that as you walk in the Holy Spirit, you tap into abundant joy, much joy. We need to determine to never be without joy. To say, I lost my joy, that's not acceptable. Uh-uh, it's not a bag of chips you lose. Joy is so needed to walk in the kingdom with power and authority. So we need to determine to never be without carrying joy, without being full of joy. Because joy is not an option, it is a necessity. We won't make it through the next season without joy. And if you don't have it, ask for it. Ask to be filled with joy. Enter into joy by rejoicing. How would you do that? You would just, just begin to just rehearse the goodness of God over and over again until those memories, those things begin to really just abound in your heart by the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to pray for you, and I'm just going to believe that God's going to release a new sense of our need for our necessity for the joy of the Lord. Lord, we say, joy to the world, the Lord has come, and we not only receive our King, but we receive what He carries, eternal joy, everlasting joy. So Father, I pray that your people will be hungry to walk in the authority and power of joy of your kingdom, by your grace, in the Holy Spirit. Amen.